are Jess, Camilla and Emily Staveley-Taylor, also known as The Staves. And this is our amazing podcast, Dial Stave. Where we invite you to eavesdrop on our conversations, the likes of which we've been having our whole lives. Occasionally serious, usually not. Expect strong language, obviously, and some inane babble. Live, laugh, love us. Please. Lol. Um, some trivia for you. Oh, go on. On the theme of quizzes. I love a bit of trivia. Which celebrity chef (gasps) served time (laughs) in prison? (gasps) Ainsley Harriet for burglary. It's either Ainsley or Delia. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love it if it was Delia so much. Um... OMG, burglary. You and are, I can't to add, participate in this because you told me this before. The plot thickens. The house they burgled belonged to none other than famous singer-songwriter Paul Young. Oh my God. Celebrity chef. So what okay. I'll say you've is... You've got your Jamie Olivers, you've got your Gary Rhodes, you've got your Tom Kerridge. So what I'm going to make clear is they weren't at the peak of their celebrity and sort of got wasted and were like, I'm going to fucking break into <laughs> yeah, Paul yeah, yeah. Young's fucking house. It's like a previous life. Previous life, they're in their 20s, presumably, you know, down on their luck. Did this occur in London? Where was the house situated? Uh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. That's information I'm going to need I'm going to hazard a guess. Classic sort of musician, does well, buys a nice big house. They're gonna, It's going to be in like Surrey or Kent or well, something yeah. like that. Near enough to London to still rock up and make an album in a nice studio. God, it's who's, so, who's the least likely person? Michelle Rue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think when you find out, you'll be like, <laughs> I can so somehow, picture this. somehow just makes perfect makes so sense. much sense. This is Lloyd Grossman. <laughs> no. Who lives on. in a house like this? <laughs> did I already say Gary Rhodes? Yes, you did. Um... Oh my god, this is a great question. If you know it, you know it. I don't know it, mate. I don't know it. You've it was um, who <laughs> served time for it and during the robbery stole one-off recordings of songs which featured the, the, voice, uh, the voice of, as well as Paul, um, his wife, who has now passed away. So Paul Young has said, um, if I can find the quote, when Stacey went... Was his his wife, late wife. There were certain bits of music I never got back. Let's say that, and that hurt me. So I think this is kind of much sort of after the fact. A long time. He's then sort of going back and. Can you just tell me who the fuck it was? It's Gino De Campo. Show me the picture. Show Isn't it a fucking mental story? Oh my god, you have to tell this about. Uh, you have to tell Ollie and Cyrus immediately. But do you do you know what I mean yes. when I say that totally checks out? Yes, like, it does. You can imagine him being a squitty little shit yeah. and breaking into someone's <laughs> oh house. Oh my god! So it says Gino was twenty-one years old when he raided Paul's family home and stole a number of items, including the- his four thousand pound guitar collect guitar collection. Four grand. Four grand. It'd be a four grand guitar, wouldn't it? Not a four grand guitar collection. That's Maybe a very small. Four, 40 grand? 
Or he had two guitars. If it's just him as well, it's quite a lot of guitars <coughs> to carry. Anyway, the telly star was caught after his DNA matched tests on cigarette butts he had dropped <gasps> in Paul and Stacey's London home. Oh, sorry, it was a London home. There you go. He was sentenced to two years in jail for the crime and has since expressed his remorse for his actions. Paul he has went previ- away for two years. Well, they haven't said if he, he served sentenced. his full sentence yet. Um, so yeah, I don't know if he was in in the slammer for two years. Paul has previously said he forgave Gino, now 42. I don't know when this article that I'm reading was written. I feel doesn't like, matter, I feel like Gino's older than 42 now. <laughs> Uh, he's forgiven him for what he did, but now it's clear he's still struggling with the impact the incident has had on his family life. And he went on to say that and when his wife, his wife later passed away, he's like, there was fucking like, songs and shit they stole that's got her voice on it, which must have been in the form of like tapes. Yeah, just it, grabbed, it must they must have, have grabbed stuff thinking it was valuable. And yeah. he said, talking about Gino now, he explained he gets enough stick on social networking. He doesn't need my help as well. Oh, so, so he's just f- saying everyone thinks he's a... Anyway, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to add. And it said, it said that Paul came on Gino's cooking show or on this morning, (gasps) sorry, on this morning where he has his cooking segment. This must've been quite a while ago, this article. Fans were stunned. He would choose to appear on the show, but Paul made it clear he felt perfectly at ease. Can you imagine how you would feel if someone who had like fucked you over like that just watching them like have a meteoric rise to like fame and success. Well, maybe meteoric. Meteoric. I was going to say it's quite generous, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not the right word to use for Gino Tecambo's career. But do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think about that sometimes when you see really famous people and you think there's going to be people out there who fucking hate you. Who fucking hate you, who were like, you bullied me, or like, not even bullied, but just like you were an arsehole, or like you slept with my boyfriend, or you. I don't know, like, broke my heart or you, mm. whatever. Burgled my fucking house. You prank called my dad <laughs> in the 90s. And, no, um, I didn't. You're lying. <laughs> you're lying. Paul has said of Gino, maybe he needed his wrist slapping and he got that. He says, I don't hold it against him. He said it was bad and he apologised and I did get most of the stuff back. He said he was in a terrible place at that time and wanted to turn his life around. Wow. Well, well he, he has. has. It's a very kind of Jean Valjean type story. He stole a loaf of bread. I broke a window pane. It's not I... quite the same as Jean Valjean, <laughs> is it? It's not. Well, well we, we don't know what background, what was going on in his life at the time. He didn't become the mayor of a town, but he became a celebrity TV chef. Celebrity yeah. buffoon and chef. Um, he's now doing good. He's also in the... Oh, let me just get my facts straight. The new Disney film, the Do you know Encanto is no, I think it was Encarta. called Luca. Is that right? Set in, in Japan, in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Keep this in. Set <laughs> 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 in Jakarta, Japan, Italy. <laughs> the new, um, yeah. the new well, one of one of the more recent Pixar films that came out in the last few years called Luca, Disney Pixar. Gino DiCampio. <laughs> oh my Christ, Campino. Gino DiCampio oh. makes a vocal cameo, and I I don't have the sources at hand, so this might be sort of not accurate. So sorry if I'm um, defaming him. But he, um, there was some article, it was some interview with him, and they said 
he got the kind of the call about doing a bit character in, the, in this Disney film and he him and his agent kind of apparently like asked like demanded to see the script and like just had to make sure that it felt right for him to do something that was like acting and and apparently the only the only line he says in it is like ciao or something in the background <laughs> one of those scenes. Oh. but again I've not seen the film and I I, I can ne find the source to that um, but that's t- what I heard just, so just I think on that's that absolute solid fact oh that's <laughs> Just assuming he's listening, ready to sue us. <laughs> that sounds watertight to me. Yep. Um, just in that realm, do either of you remember, um, I think it was, no, it wasn't Blue Peter. Maybe it was like I know CBBC. exactly what you're going to say. Peters. Andy Peters in Toy Story. In Toy Story 2. He got a bit part and it showed him like going to like do the voice of someone who worked in the airport. Like, yes. There's another case coming down the terminal or something like that. Oh, and my. Andy Peters. Oh, my God. I do remember that. And it's actually that. in the film. Like you can hear Andy Peters voice. Yeah. And you could. He was so excited. Like he yeah, could not he was, believe that it was happening. Yeah. He it was, was amazing. Like buzzing his tits off. As you would be. So one of the one of my favorite things <clears throat> as you know is watching TV and one of my favorite <laughs> things is watching lunchtime telly whilst eating lunch <laughs> in the same vein loose women um I I was watching that and Janet Street Porter was on it yeah and she has been a bloody cameo in I think it was either Hollyoaks or Corrie and now she's done bloody neighbors and there's a scene with her in um, just just like, like a, the, a the diner, having some dialogue with one of the characters. I, I can't remember who. Some woman who's involved with Paul Robinson and Lassiter's. Yeah, um, who's got like blonde hair. Who seems to always be having a really hard time with Paul. Everyone has a Cu- hard time currently. With Paul. Um, I don't know if they were like married or, but but yeah, she was sort of in there and they were just sort of all like cheering Janet and just saying like this is amazing and and she said um yeah it's part of my goal which is to get cameos and just as many soaps that will have me that is absolutely brilliant and it's a great goal that is a great goal that is such a great goal oh my god well I'm absolutely amazed and thrilled to hear that bloody Denise Van Elton was in one of the last episodes of Neighbours that I watched stop it I can't stop it. It's true. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, maybe there's the same thing because she's on Loose Women sometimes. So maybe there's a little direct... Because the reason that they, they mentioned it and showed the clip was because they were talking about Neighbours' ending. Yeah. Channel 5 was pulled out I know. from funding it. And what I didn't realise is that's where its funding comes from. I yeah. thought it was an Whoa. Australian network and they, however it works, you know, license it to channel five for a certain amount of time but apparently not because it used to be grundy television yeah, Do you remember they, that? yeah they basically make it for us now yeah and now so obviously not enough people there are watching it which but, it, but that, that was always the case though why why are you not watching it it's fucking sick it's not well anymore, you don't watch it i don't watch any of them but i'd watch them all if i had time my schedule doesn't align anymore <laughs> i don't i used to get home from school and then you know chill out for an hour and then it would be on but yeah. it's not it's not the way the cookie crumbles anymore. No. I will watch it at lunch, followed by Home and Away. There's another one that I found called The Heights. Oh, yeah. Which is set in an inner city, and they're all in sort of like small apartments. So it's less... Is it Australian? Yeah, yeah. And there's much more like ethnic diversity, and it's, mm. it's a bit more kind of 
maybe a bit more modern. Yeah. But um, you kind of want the the nice big houses and the sun and the the beach, don't you? If you if you're a Brit watching Australia, because I've got enough miserable soaps of people stuck in shit flats, just watching telly over here. Yeah. Watching peak practice with your life. <clears throat> um, I am flabbergasted and astounded at how once again it's managed to come back to neighbours and home home away. (laughs) I I swear every single fucking episode there's there's not been a single time. Not even thinking about that that at all. That it hasn't just naturally (laughs) completely naturally. Completely naturally. Like it just came into my head. Fuck's sake. Fuck's sake. Um Guys, can I give you a film quote? Oh, please. I know you're going to get it, but it's just a good one anyway. Okay, well, you can do it, but then do one that's a bit tougher afterwards. Okay. Okay, hold on. (laughs) That did not last. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tell me the film, the character, if you can, the actor, and describe the scene. Oh, my God. God, yeah, right. Okay. Oh, save me, daddy! <laughs> okay, okay. Film is Hook. Ugh. The scene is um, when Peter Pan's kids have been taken and are suspended from the sales of the Jolly Roger or whatever. Peter Pan's got kids. Peter Pan's got kids. And uh, the actor is David Crosby yep. playing one of the pirates. Yeah, correct. Well, 10 out of 10. Again, yeah. you're on the quiz team. Save me, daddy. <laughs> yeah, and again, talking of cameos, great. Um, Stunning. I would I would have taken that cameo if I was him as well. So I'm glad he did. And the other cameo in that film that we know about, that's not widely known, is that Glenn Close is a cameo. Um, she's one of also the... Also Phil Collins. Phil Collins is the detective, of course who investigates the, the nice London townhouse that was broken into. Is Glenn Close one of the whores? Glenn, no, mate. Glenn Close is the one that gets put in the boo box. That's her. I, uh, it was you, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> That's Glenn Close with the beard on. Did you not know that? <laughs> <laughs> Millie, Millie looks like she's just had a lobotomy. <laughs> Slack-jawed wide-eyed yeah yeah yeah. all the blood's drained from her face (laughs) oh i I Um, feel a bit sweaty that was my reaction when i was told and i think my source was will from flight oh fair play Um, i mean i trust because he he knows a lot of stuff about like films and shit also it's the greatest film ever made i've just said that and um and dustin hoffman (laughs) gives such a amazing performance Dusty Huberman is great oh you know? my and who god, could be so a good. better Tinkerbell than Julia Roberts oh, Julia so. Stryber yeah she's great fucking Bob Hoskins is Smee oh Beho Beho Smee's me what about Smee no Boho <laughs> Boho <laughs> and Dustin Huberman is Doho Doho <laughs> <laughs> The dream team. Boho and Duhoff. <laughs> <laughs> what was it the other day? Duro. Emily Julie Roberts. We were... oh, <laughs> Duro. Day Crow. <laughs> David Crosby. Glee Clow. Robin Williams Rowai. <laughs> oh, God. Um, 
when we were on the train the other day and I referred to London Euston as low you. In New York, everything's like, it's south of Houston, Soho. And like the Tribeca's like triangle below something and the Tribeca and Nolita, like north of Little Italy. We don't really have that here, so I think we should really start. Yeah, yeah we're starting to have it here. <laughs> Thanks to Millie. Low ho. Low you. Low you. And then South Croydon. So cry. So crow. So crow. So crow for everyone. <laughs> Tottenham Hale. Tohei. 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 Toha. Oh, Stoke Newton. Stow you. Stone new. Stow new. Stone new. But NU, you know, like new rave, new metal. Yeah, yeah. Stoke new. Delta new. St. New. Um, apparently, the new series of Atlanta, they basically filmed in Stokey. Or in London, that. definitely. I heard that. I didn't catch any sight of, didn't catch hide in the hair of him. Keep your eyes peeled, ladies, when you watch the new series. <laughs> I love saying <laughs> triggered um, just for anything that reminds you of something. It triggers just a memory. Like... I know, but it's like a... Uh... It's like, what was that game where you put ball bearings and they roll around? Screwball, scramble. Screwball, scramble. Yeah. So you oh know there's God. like a door and then once the ball hits it, it triggers the door to knock <laughs> another bit of sort of <laughs> equipment that then kind of... That's the thought process. It's just a bunch of balls rolling through. Then the ball's picked up by the magnet and it swings round onto the helter skelter. What a game. And that's now left me with the image of Basil the Great Mouse Detective and the things that he dreams up. Oh my God, yeah. Which has then triggered me to think about Mr. Toad from um, an off spin-off show from Wind in the Willows where he's conned into investing in a perpetual motion machine <laughs> designed by Professor Oblomovsky, who's shock horror, spoiler alert, actually one of the weasels. One of the weasels! Do you know what? If I, if I ever... I'm going to just, <laughs> I guess, backtrack on... Um, some of the things I said about dogs earlier on, but I would say if I if I do get if I do some of the shit I was talking about dogs, <laughs> some, some of the shit I was throwing at dogs, all the hounds out there, all the hounds. This one goes out to all my hounds. Um, if I did get a dog, I think I'd call it Professor Oblomovsky. I think you'd have to, or a cat. To be fair, I quite like the name Toad for a dog. <laughs> Just yeah. fuck them up. Quite nice. Oh, my friend Becky. Um, shout out Bex. Um, she said that she had uh, a goldfish as a child that she named Grandad. It's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Oh, that's so lovely. Really, really tickled me. What a uh, lovely place to end it. Shout out to Grandad. I assume R.I.P. Um, yeah. Um, and... Um, yeah, if I guess just to uh, try and engage some of our viewers, listeners. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah, if any of you have any ridiculous names of pets that you had as kids, then maybe just, you know, tweet us or do an Instagram or um, send a stamp send address to, to P.O. To That's P. O. exactly <laughs> what I was about to say, you piece of shit. Stamp address envelope to P.O. Box. 
50 50 50 0891 50 50 50 We've been The Staves and you've been listening to Dial Stave. Tune in next episode for more inane babble from three incredibly complicated sisters. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in next episode to find out what prompted this response from Jess. I'm just so sorry what fucking horrendous people fucking <laughs> oh disgusting humans <sighs> she bitch <laughs> <laughs>